Yo, check this out. Every morning I wake up around 5.15. Every single morning. My daily alarm is set up to go off at 5.15 a.m. Every single day, I try, you know, I try to do some sort of physical activity when I wake up at 5.15. Many times I go for a run, three, four, five miles, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, If not, head to the basement, do an exercise video, do some push-ups, meditation, something. I'm trying to do some sort of physical activity five, you know, five, six days a week. Whenever I'm done with that activity, so if I go running and I come back to the house or if I come upstairs after working out in the basement, usually my daughter is up because she senses whenever somebody's moving in the house and she'll wake up. So 6 o'clock, my daughter creeps into the bathroom. So usually after my my workout in the morning, my run or workout, you know, I try to sneak in the shower. But somehow my daughter wakes up and she comes and sits herself in the middle of the bathroom floor while I'm taking a shower or while I'm trying to use the bathroom, while I'm trying to have whatever morning quiet time that I tend to not ever have. So that happens, you know, if she's up, then all right, we got to get her ready. She's oftentimes asking for breakfast in the morning. All right, let's go get breakfast. My son's alarm goes up at 633. You know, he's 10. So for the most part, he can get himself together in the morning. However, anybody that has a son out there or anybody that's been a young boy understands that, you know, sometimes you're not, you know, the most meticulous when it comes to details. So it's, you know, do you have your shoes? Do you have your homework? Did you brush your teeth? Did you wash your face? Did you comb your hair? Did you make your bed? Did you da-da-da? Like that's, my morning goes like that. So I'm tending to that. My daughter's up. And uh, if there's five days in the regular work week, I would say three or four of the days I'm getting my daughter up. My daughter's already up, so I'm getting her dressed. Even if, even though my wife and I kind of alternate in terms of who takes my daughter to daycare in the morning. As my son catches the bus, who takes my daughter to daycare in the morning? Is We alternate Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, boom, boom, boom. But most of the times I'm getting her dressed in the morning because I'm up first and she gets up when I do. So I do that. All right. My son's bus comes at 7.15. All right. I'm the one that sees my son out every single morning. Every single morning I see my son out. I, you know, in previous years I walked him all the way to the bus stop. I waited out there. You know, that was normally a 20-minute routine, 25-minute routine, depending if the bus was on time. Now he's in fifth grade. He can walk on his own. So I walk him to the door, you know, give him a kiss. All right, boom, boom. Make sure you're focusing. You know, I give him those last-minute affirmations. You do this. Have a great day. Love you, son. Boom, boom. Peace out. I stand there as he walks to the corner, and I wave him and give him a nice salute as he heads on to his day. Turn around. My daughter's right there waiting. Get her breakfast. Get her upstairs. If it's my wife's day to take her to work, most of the times I get her dressed. Sometimes she does. But if it's my day, I have to continue getting myself dressed and trying to uh, get my daughter dressed. And she's talking everyone to death. And boom, 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 boom. 
Uh, I try to leave the house between 7.30, 7.45. I take my daughter to work, to, to take my daughter to daycare, drop her off, no big whoop. And then I hop on the Mark train, the commuter train from Maryland, and I go into work. You know, work day is what it is. I work, I do what I got to do. Um, I come home. A lot of times I'm rushing. I'm running to get to the commuter train to come back home because my son has usually pretty much every day of the week some sort of sport activity, whether it's soccer after school, whether it's baseball. Uh, something's going on after school. Uh, and this year, because I can't get enough, I volunteered to be an assistant coach for my son's soccer team. So I'm, I'm helping out with that. So practice starts at 530. So I work in the district. I have to get home get changed go pick him up make sure he has his cleats and his uniform and da 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 make sure his water bottle was full and da 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 and go pick him up and on the days he has practice you know normally my wife picks up my daughter but there's some days where I have to pick both of them up and tend to both of them at practice while I'm trying to help assistant coach or not if not if I just have my son at baseball practice which I'm not a coach if I don't run in the morning sometimes I'll run during baseball practice just to get that activity and you know while he's at practice I'm not wasting time it doesn't make sense to go home I might as well stay here and work out and make good use of the time if i'm at if i'm at soccer practice and i'm helping running and you know what have you if my wife has something going on if my wife has a workout class or she's doing something after work i have both kids no problem boom 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 we work it we make it work after practices we head home around seven o'clock we head home around 7 o'clock, then it's the mad dash. Everybody knows how it is when you get home. If you have kids, you know uh, that which hour between 6 o'clock when normal people get home to about 9 o'clock when kids go to sleep is pretty much hell on earth. You're trying to get kids together. You're trying to get kids clean. You're trying to get kids fed. You're trying to get kids, you know, you need quality time. You want to talk to them. You want to see how their day is going. And you're trying to get them also at the same time wind down so that they can prepare for bed and then you have your bedtime routine of which I am very much an active participant in our household um, and after that the kids go down around you know by the time they finish getting their drinks of water and so on and so forth it's 9 9 30 sometimes 10 o'clock for some reason my daughter who is the first to wake up if you can remember to the earlier part of the story she is also the last to go to sleep so sometimes it's 10 10 30 before she decides not to stop coming back downstairs asking for water and a band-aid um and then, once they all quiet down, then I can turn to my wife and be like, hey, how was your day? <laughs> and she's like, I don't want to fucking talk about my day. And she's like, how was your day, Mike? And I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk about my day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why would I want to do that? Like, this is the first time we have quiet. Why would I want to do that right now? Why would I want to go back and relive the day? And why would I want to talk about these people at work that are incompetent and my boss that's horrible and my cold colleagues that are whack? And why would I want to go and rehash that and talk about that now? It's almost the next day. It's, it's 11 o'clock now. You want to talk about my day? My day is over. You know what I'm saying? And then we head to bed, and we start all over the next day. Why am I telling the story, yo? Why am I telling the story? 
because I wanted to start off season two. I, I, I had to dig deep. And I wanted to dig my heels in and to really solidify what this podcast is all about. Because I think some people, I think people kind of forgot. You know, I, I, I think I forgot. You know, I think I forgot what this podcast is all about. This podcast is about my story. This is, podcast is about all of our stories. Every single, and I, and, I, and I try to be very objective about it or subjective. I never know how to use them correctly and then pass that part of statistics. I always try to be subjective, but every married man that I know has a schedule like mine. Every man with kids that I know that it's in my circle, men I know well, men that I don't know well, their timeline is like mine. But at every turn over the past, since the end of season one of the idea of manhood to the beginning of season two since yesterday, and I'm sure moving forward it seems like everywhere I turn all I'm seeing all I see all I hear my timelines on Facebook my Instagram my Twitter all I see is how men ain't shit and I'm trying to figure out how Sway how and I'm offended, yo. Like, I'm really offended. And I've always been offended. I've always been offended. Because the way that the world describes men and the way that, you know, the new, the newfound feminists on all these social media platforms classify men... I've never fit in that box. I've never fit in that box. And I I really be in my feelings, yo. Like, I really, really dig down into the depths of my feelings and create serious cabins of emotion in my feelings, yo. Like, because... Every time I read something with a title that says masculinity so fragile, I'm like, where, bitch? I'm like, where? Who? Every time I read something about, you know, all these men do, and for some reason, somehow... The Twitter sphere, the, the, the blog is the blog verse, the blogger verse, I don't know what you call it. Somehow all the social media platforms connect all of those crazy things with black men. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm not naive. I definitely see that there's groups of men, singular men here and there, or even, you know, large groups. So I, I definitely see where there are men that perpetuate certain aspects of race culture, so certain aspects 
aspects of homo uh, homophobia, uh, of, of misogyny. There's definitely that everywhere. But the way that I understand it is that we're in a world and there are a series of systems and institutions that promote that on all angles. And it's not just black men that perpetuate that. It's not just white men. It's women too. It's babies. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's dogs. It's families. Like our entire society is built on misogyny and, and slavery and, and, and sex and uh and, and and socioeconomic uh stratus uh i can't even think of the word but you know what i'm saying like uh the fact that there are some people that have and some people that have not like that is what our entire world is built off of but somehow some way black men seem to be the cause and all of my timeline all of timeline all i see is masculinity so fragile and i'm like beware so there are people that i know i know all i can name the names of the people that are going to hear this and be like oh mike is on a rant oh mike so angry oh mike da 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 and i'm like okay call it whatever you want to call it classify it however you want to classify it take a picture put it on the polaroid and put it on your bulletin board and classify however you want to but i'm just saying this i know too many many men too many good brothers that i call good friends that i've known for 20 years that i've known for 25 years that do what i do that are in the trenches that are up at 515 that are trying to keep themselves looking all right for their family that are trying to keep themselves you know fresh and relevant and current at home at work at play with their boys on the field whatever it is they're trying to do they're trying to be there for their kids they're trying their hardest and the thing that's the thing that's lopsided is we'll never be mothers and this is a part of the thing that i've learned is that i will never be a mother like i will never be able and we will never be able to brothers to carry life and bring life into the world but too many of us because of the fact that we you know we know that of course we acknowledge that we've known that all our lives so many of us give our powers away and be like you know what you know you're the best you know i'm a i'm a, I'm a bow to you because you're the queen not recognize that we kings man not recognizing like what we do the power that we have to keep going yo i talked to too many brothers i talked to too many men young men middle-aged men old men and i don't know if it's just the people that i identify with but all of them struggle like me all of them wake up at five o'clock in the morning try to get some quiet time and get their lives together before handling business all day long but yet and still yet and still we are classified as only being 
you know, sidelines in our family. You know, I just saw a post the other day. I almost threw my computer on the floor. I saw a post that it was a whole, you know, it was satire. It was comedy. I'm sure it was funny. I'm sure a lot of wives got, you know, a big hearty laugh out of it when, you know, the post was about a mom. I think it was like, you know, when dad is sick versus when mom is sick or some crazy, some something like that. You know, kind of the same old story that you see all the time, the story that you see perpetuated on every commercial, on every sitcom, on every poster, on every magazine, that basically if you're a father, if you're a man, if you're a husband, that you don't have a backbone, you don't have any stake in your house, the the wife and the mother is the leader of the family, you just follow orders, happy wife, happy life, all that bullshit. So I saw a post and it was like, oh, you know, when mom is sick she's vacuuming and doing all sorts of shit and when dad is sick you know basically the world has to stop and it was this mom uh portrayed in the video that was like you know having to wait on him and you know like oh when you get your balls back uh maybe you could do 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 oh uh, i called the lawyer because you know apparently you're gonna die from being sick you know i'm sick too and so i was watching it and i was just like "Mm, i'm not gonna get mad because this is clearly comedy it's satire but i was watching it like I was deconstructing. It was a white lady on the on the thing, um, and I was like, "Yo, moms really think this, yo. Mom, like women really think that they're stronger than us. <laughs> not that it's a competition at all. Like, not it's never gonna be a competition because what women are gonna say is, I brought life into the world." Let's give a standing ovation for all the women bring life to the world, y'all. Yep. Good thing it's only you that brought life into the world. Good thing women haven't been doing it for millions of years. Yeah, you bring life into the world. We can't, like, that's what God designed you to do. So, like, we don't want to give fathers awards for doing what fathers do, but we want to give women awards for doing what God naturally has them to do, like what they have the physical attributes to do. Women are strong as fuck. Like, we know that. Like, that, 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 that that's solidified. And, and, and that's like, I don't know if anyone that I know, I don't know if anyone in the group that I'm talking about, the men that I know that wake up every day and do God's work, all day. I don't think anybody in that group would turn and say women wives don't deserve an amazing amount of praise for what they do in terms of giving life. But and I won't say but and with that any system that I've known if we look at any system that God has created Any system, whether if you look at natural systems, if you look at man-made systems, if you look at the way the sun and moon work, if you look at the way that water works with the land, if you look at the way that, you know, if you're studying football and you got a quarterback, you can have the best quarterback in the world, but that quarterback ain't shit without the offensive line. You know what I'm saying? That's a simplified analogy. 
But what I'm saying is that the God that I know, the God that I know that's created the heaven and the earth, the moon and the stars, land and water, fire and water, air and whatever it have be, like there's always a balance, right? There's always a balance. So as strong as women are, as much as they bring life and bear life and give fruit to the world, we have to assume and agree that God created this balance that makes men uh, makes men's contributions equally as important as women's. And this has always been my fight. And I know that as I'm saying this right now, that there will be women on my timeline blowing it up, saying I'm being a hater and that I'm being this and I'm being that. But please, please don't be confused, ladies. Please don't be confused. What you're hearing right now is not me whining or complaining. What you're hearing is me being sensitive, because I am, and I wear that sensitivity like a leather coat in 1971. My sensitivity is what makes me who I am. My sensitivity is what makes me able to do a podcast and speak for your husbands, because they're not speaking to you. They're speaking to me, and they're telling me how much they are miserable in the situations that they're in. But because we're in the society where we can't complain, we can't, we don't have that ability to naturally come out and be like, yo, I had a tough day, man. I had a tough day because even the likes of Steve Harvey and, you know, whoever is representing men today, you know, they always say, just suck it up. You got to be a man. You just got to do it. You can't just be out there complaining and crying. You got to just do it. Why do you think we die so early? That's not, you can't imagine, you can't think that's coincidence that 90% of women outlive their husbands. It's not because if we weren't doing shit, if men weren't doing anything, one would assume that we'd outlive our wives. Like, we'd be living this pampered life, right? We'd have a, we have our feet up. Whenever we're sick, y'all take care of us, right? You make chicken soup for us, right? Whenever we need anything, you're right there on us on our, for our beck and call, right? You know what I'm saying? We wake up at 9 o'clock every day. We go to work when we want to, right? That's I mean, if, if, if we're using that logic, we would live forever. But somehow... I'm almost 40, and I know three men that were my friends that drop dead from natural occurrences. You can't see my air quotes. Natural occurrences. They drop dead mowing the lawn, out for a walk, at work, drop dead but when I go and I turn on the TV when I turn on my phone when I look on my Instagram my Facebook and when I read the newspaper when I read news articles all I'm seeing is masculinity so fragile all I'm seeing is oh these men out here don't want women to da 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 all I'm seeing is these men are catcalling and shaming women for blah, 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 blah. 
And I'm like, where? Who? Who? Point them out. Point them out. Where are they? Where, who? Where are? Who? Who is it? Who is it? I don't know. Because there's nobody I associate. Like, I can't relate to that. You know what I'm saying? I see a post all the time that somehow Matt, uh, somehow manages to end up on my timeline that basically says something like, you know, uh, I can't, it, it says something like, you know, man goes to bed, woman goes to bed. And it says something like, you know, when man says they're going, when a man says they're going to bed, they go to bed. And when a woman says they're going to bed, they got to, you know, wash the dishes, and give the kids a bath and pick up toys and, you know, da-da, mow the lawn, whatever the hell. And I'm like, where? Where do they do that on a consistent basis? You know, man, there are so many times where I want to come in and just sit down. There are times where I just want to come in after a long day, after I've been at soccer practice, lean these badass kids around, after I've been at work, after I ran five miles and it's 95 degrees outside, where I just want to come in and sit down. And I don't. There's sometimes I don't sit down till 10 o'clock, 10.30. And y'all know what time I woke up every day. I just want there to be balance. I just want there to be a space for brothers like me to be like, yo, I see you. Yo, I feel you. I know what you're going through, son. I want to like, that's what this, that's what this podcast is about. Everybody's been asking me in my off season, yo, why why you doing podcasts? Like, what what is your podcast about? And I've always been like, have a hard time explaining. Like, it's the idea, man. I don't know. But like, as I've been seeing all these stories come across about how men ain't shit, essentially, like that's that's what it's saying. It hit me. That's what my podcast is for. It's a space. It's like. I want the brothers to be able to listen and be like, me too. I want the women and the wives and the mothers out there that know that their husbands are the bomb to have a place to come and be like, yo, I thought that was just my husband. I thought that was just my man. Yo, there's other dudes out there too. Dang. I appreciate you even more. Or if your man ain't doing what he's supposed to be, or if you put yourself in a situation where you don't have any of these kind of men around you to know that I know for a fact that there's more men like me and my people than X, Y, and Z media source will have. I know that there's more brothers like me in my circle than the best mommy blog out there. Death to all mommy blogs. And that's going to be a whole different podcast episode later. 
But if Scary Mommy, Mommy Blogs, Mocha Moms of PG County, all of them, death to all of them. And I'm telling you why, because they're setting you all up for failure, and y'all ain't know it. But we'll talk about that another time. Um, but that, I think I, I'm going to tie it up right there. This is season two of the Idea of Manhood, y'all. This is season two. This is kind of like the voice. This 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 is the this is the the swag that I'm on for season two. I've seen too much. I let too much slide. Like this is what I wanted to do season one, but I felt like I had to be a little nicey nice. But now I see like, oh, this is this is what we're doing now. Okay, we just we just blatantly saying that all men are like this. Oh, we're saying that all men are the cause of X, Y, and Z. Okay, and specifically, I'm seeing a lot of references to black men. So you're saying that of all the things, of all the things that we as a people, black, Latino, Asian, Native American, Indian, if you're a minority man, all of the things that we have to go through, and you're now saying that we're the cause of whatever it is. We are the cause and the sole proprietors. That's even the word. I don't even know if I used it right. But we are the cause of all that. Man, I'm I'm just not gonna accept that, and I'm gonna fight that, and I'm that's that's my platform, that is my soapbox, and I'll gladly stand on it, and I'll gladly do whatever and say whatever I have to say until people know that there are more men like me and my people and my boys and people that I know well, people that I don't know well, there's more men that are like me or trying to be like me than there are the F boys that only get all the media coverage and that everybody's Post wants to be about, oh, if you're going to holler at me, man, shut up. Ain't nobody think about you, girl. Stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got real ignorant. I don't even know where that came from. I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know. Hold on. I got to drink this water. So, season two, the idea of manhood. Thank you so much for tuning in. I didn't introduce myself, but let me allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm Five Mikes, husband, father, educator, writer, MC. You know what it is. I'm starting it new this year, this this season. I don't even know what episode this is, but this is going to be season two, episode one. How about that? We starting over. We we we're changing the narrative. We're doing it. Um, with positivity because I don't think I'm saying I don't think I'm doing anything that's going to put anybody down I don't want to do that that's not my goal that's not my ideal I want to raise us up as men and to show that the idea of manhood is complex at the poem I said the idea of manhood nebulous like black holes hard to define like Saddam and manholes they say that you're defined by those around you but what if nothing but assholes surround you they say you can find a definition on TV who's the role models whole 
over Cosby, out of touch with reality like PS3 games. Only reason we listen is the strength of their last name. We know that they're not one of us, looking over their glasses, looking down at us, so condescending and reprimanding, not getting the issues from the pedestals they standing, maintaining the same frame of mind is insane as we get older and we start losing membranes, saying that you're a soldier to avoid the mundane means nothing to me like Chick-fil-A's on Sundays. That's what the idea of manhood is. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's your boy Five Mikes, theideamanhood.com. Hit me up on SoundCloud, rate, review, comment, spread the word, iTunes, whatever you got to do. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see y'all next week. Peace.